Hello everyone, welcome to 3-Way Podcast. Let's welcome uh, Robert Reaver, a friend to the show and uh, cine- cinematographer and director of photography. Uh, Robert, welcome to our show. Hey, how's it going? Great, thank you for being hey, here. No how problem. Are, how are you? Doing well, doing well. So we have so much to catch up on and uh, I just want to ask you, uh, what do you have going on? Uh, I know you're doing the whole YouTube thing right now and trying different platforms so what's going on with you so i've been in the past month i've worked i've been a uh, audio engineer or sound recorder i've also been doing genie work as a grip and electrical for a youtube series wow nice i've been taking pictures i did a photo meet out in um, montebello Oh Which yeah, was really cool. I, I saw the post. That was incredible. Is it like a um a annual like car show event or what is monthly? It? It's actually it's oh. not it's not even a car show. It's actually so what it is. Uh, it's Street Meet LA. Uh, you can look them up on Instagram. They're really cool. Um, the one guy who runs it, he basically does it all himself. But basically, what it is, he picks a place somewhere in Los Angeles, where he basically says, "Hey, let's meet up on this day." And it's usually a weekend. Um, this was a Saturday. I was like, hey, let's meet on Saturday, and basically he gets models, photographers. This time he had fire breathers, and um, people with cars show up. Whoa. And it's like, hey, you know, f- so photographers, you talk with the models, take pictures of the models in different locations. This one, the really coolest place about this, there was, um, it was next it was next to a dam. So we basically went into, like, the wash, like, kind of like the L.A. River. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's and, amazing. And right there where the, uh, where the dam uh, controls, well, not like the controls, but, like, where they could stop the water from coming in. We shot in that area. Um, before we actually went down there, a bunch of people, oh, a few people brought their cars, and the models kind of posted up on the cars. And, nice. You know, also, and they don't charge. Like, it's whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so, so the idea here is is kind of like, you know, the models show up, you take pictures of the models, so that the models kind of get something for their portfolio. I see. Where the photographers then get stuff for this. You know, it's a mutual it's exchange. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really cool, though. Absolutely. Nice. And, and, I mean, the thing is, is that, um, you know, you, you hear about this, you think, oh, you know, a decent side. There were like 300 people there. Wow. photographers and um models and he had again different type he had um models of all different um backgrounds wow. um different experiences there were people that were brand new who like the first time they've ever like posed in front of a camera oh, i see but again there there was there's no limitation to this this is, this is meant for everybody no it's also like a family event so there were there were kids there there were kids like maybe 12 year olds and this is once a month or like once a week one, once a month it's, okay. it's once a month um Usually, uh, again, so the, the way to find out about it is to go to the Street Me LA Instagram, and he usually posts when it is and stuff like that. Nice. Um, there's, there, he's already planning one for October, which is supposed to be Halloween themed, so I'm oh. you know excited about that too. Definitely a cool place. But to is pick is up. the uh, the automotive portion of it like always there or is it just mixed? Um, so I I this was my first one. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, this is I think one of the first times they actually did it. Oh wow. So um. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I guess that same thing. This is the first time they did fire, fire breathing. Wow. Because usually where the other places they've been were like um, trails, natural trails, nature trails, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think they could. There's a reason why you probably don't want fire breathers there. Here we were surrounded by concrete. <laughs> yeah, so there's exactly. No problem. <laughs> so like for photographers or models, uh, what what are the numbers like? How many models did you expect, or like how many photographers actually showed up? So it was it was interesting because I went with one of, my, one of my friends, Jason Boyd, and we kind of we got there two hours early because the idea was uh, meet at four o'clock and then walk to the location at five we got there at three just because i was wor- again it was at a park it was at a public park yeah so i was worried about parking and stuff like that so we got there a little early we sent our car for a while and we went out started going out or we started to go to the meetup spot 
And it was like it felt like there were a lot more photographers and there were models. Okay. But as the the closer we got to like four and then five, it was sure. it was just a bunch. It was a bunch oh. of models, a bunch of photographers. That's like, actually very incredible. To, like you said, uh, to like get a portfolio together which you could use because getting a model, yeah, it's possible. There's so many actors in LA mm-hmm. where you could just uh, ask someone, and most of the time they'll agree to it since it's free. Right. But uh, I feel like that's an incredible event to check out and uh, just I don't know, build your portfolio. I mean, definitely. The, the biggest thing I'll say about it was that uh, not only that, it's it's great networking. Like yeah. that was the biggest thing. Is I the the biggest thing that the the event organizer um, encourages is when you take a picture of the model, when you're done taking pictures of the model, go to them, ask them their Instagram, ask them their email, make sure that they get a copy of the pictures. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. That it sometimes I feel, and I've I've been working in the film industry for nine years. Copy credit is something that's hugely missed. Oh yeah, and like uh just. Being an up-and-coming actor, like uh, he, being uh, on this Facebook pages where you see a lot of actors actually bashing student films because they mm-hmm. don't get their credits or mm-hmm. or they yeah, don't get it. their footages. So, like, it's a big deal. And I go on these pages and, like, read the comments. It's It gets nasty sometimes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I know I've, I've been a little guilty of that as well. Uh, we have yeah. been guilty of and that. <laughs> some, some, sometimes that happens where you just get overwhelmed by it. But again, you learn from that. And so like, yeah. that's that's why like the first thing I did when I at this, I went and got their Instagrams. Like here, they're like, oh, what's your Instagram? They're like, oh, okay, I put it on your phone. There, we followed each other. Nice. And now that I'm editing the, the, the pictures, I could go tag them. And then they share it, and so. It's just but do you have like a gallery already put up yet, or not yet? Like no, your yeah. portfolio. So, I'm, so I mean, my portfolio. I have, I have a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Um, my photography one, since I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a professional photographer. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a kind of like a freelance. You know, I just do things for friends and stuff like that. I'm more of a cinematographer. Yeah. Um, I do have a portfolio put together. It's just not up anywhere, as I opposed see. to my cinematography reel, which is up, mm. and I could share through different. I think it's on YouTube right and now. And you do have your website. Um, right now, uh, I have no hosting for the website. Okay. I have my domain booked, my domain parked, but right now. I'm not working as because I'm actually doing school a lot now too. Yes. So I'm not making enough of an income to support the website because the website, like the cheapest one, was even like 14 bucks a month. How much are you paying for your website? I think now? uh, so I did it through Squarespace, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's like 20 something dollars a month. Yeah. But I, I you so you could buy, you could do a couple of things. You could either buy the domain, which is like I think year mm-hmm. or you could do like a package with them where you pay the monthly fee and the domains in there too and mm-hmm. they have the templates because they have yeah, templates. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really cool i mean i've, I've yeah. used squarespace i've used um GoDaddy. Uh, well right now that's where my domains parked that mm-hmm. i use godaddy for the um domain uh squarespace there was there was another one um website building wow it's t- i'm totally blanking on it uh squarespace was a big one Oh wow, I, I can't remember. But anyway, so there, yeah. there's, there's, there's. Um, I've tried most of them yeah. at one point, especially since when we did. The biggest thing I was looking for when we were doing the Inscripted podcast and um, uh, quite on the set was I was looking for video hosting. Yeah. And that is forget about it. Like that, like the fact that I think people take for granted what YouTube is. Yeah. And what Facebook does for people. Like I don't know if you guys remember the beginning of Facebook, where when Facebook was just. I, I actually got into it really late. Like I, I, I mean, it's been like a couple of years, but mm-hmm. like when I got into it, like everybody was, it was big already. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like in yeah. 2008, oh, when yeah. you could only post up like five pictures. Yeah, I don't even think I was on there at that yeah. time. Yeah. So, so like in the beginning of Facebook, you could only do five pictures, and then when um, I, it wasn't the first Transformers. I think it was like the second Transformers came out. Yeah. Um, they sponsored 
um, I, th- I think up to 200 pictures that you could put up. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And then after that, they realized, oh, this is this is what Facebook is kind of more about. And so they started going for And then, again, people don't realize that, that, that everything you put up on the Internet takes space. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I mean, and this is something when we were talking about, um, when me and Arm were talking about this, this podcast starting. Yeah. Like where are you gonna host it? Where are you gonna put it? Like you know that all costs money. Yeah, of course. Because um, we I went to a convention two years ago called NAB, and they had a podcasting like section for it, and we went to a bunch of different um, hosting sites. Yeah, we were asking questions and stuff like that, and and you realize really quickly how much like a megabyte costs on online. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's, it's it's good. There's these outlets now with with these apps now, and yeah, but I mean, again the thing is you also I mean again that that's um, that's the, that's the exchange, isn't it? So like when people get mad at YouTube or Facebook for like, oh, you're taking this down or you're taking me out of the algorithm, same thing with Instagram or whatever yeah. these these websites. You have to understand that you're not paying for the service. Yeah. Is that you are you you are the payment. <laughs> as as scary as that sounds, but that's that's what it is. It is, yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's exposure. So I mean, that's I don't, I don't know if you guys ever seen the meme online for uh for artists. It's like you know, do this, we'll give you exposure. You yeah. know, we can't pay you, but you'll get great exposure. <laughs> and then there's like a skeleton died of exposure from um, <laughs> Oregon Trail. <laughs> That's crazy, though. So, Robert, uh, you mentioned Instagram. You mentioned you're creating a portfolio and mm-hmm. you're uh, working on headshots. So, what's your Instagram? Uh, what's your Facebook? How, how can people follow you and see your mm-hmm. work so they can hire you and uh, so, so on? So, there's a, there's a really cool website called About Me. If you go to About Me slash Reaper21. All my links are there. Okay. Um, and this is your like photos you've taken and cinematography um, and everything. Yeah, it's it, it, it's links to all the accounts. Oh, then, um, so it's a, it's okay. a link to my LinkedIn. It's a link to my LinkedIn, which is my um, online resume. A link to my Instagram, which oh, is okay. basically um, it's I mean it, it it's professional and private. Like I put up both things there. So like okay. if if what I've been doing recently is like I'm walking down the streets of LA. If I just look up and I see something really interesting, yeah. I'll go there and take a picture of it. You know, like, uh, but again, is that professional? No, but at the same time, it's a, it's kind of showing off my creative eye. That's no, like, of oh, course. you know, you can notice that. Well, actually, some of the phones take incredible pictures. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I, I had the I don't know if you knew I had the Canon uh, 80D, which, right? Which yeah, is a good yeah, yeah. camera until I started uh, doing like astrophotography and then I immediately sold it. And maybe it's just me, but like I'm looking for something that's full frame at this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could get more out of that. I mean, it's 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 interesting because I I used to be crazy about that too, but then I I mean this and so I do guest speaking as well for a lot of high schools and colleges in the Los Angeles Community College District. And the biggest thing I end up telling students is that there is no end all be all camera. Um, I mean I'll argue that the Sony Alpha 6300 or the Sony Alpha 6000 line comes really close to being that one hammer, that multi tool for everything. Um. Because I mean, it's 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 the um, follow up to the A7 line, the A7 Mach 2 yeah. line, right before the three came out. Um, the three right now only has the base model, doesn't have the S or the R model like the the two has, and I'm sure that's coming soon. But the six six thousand line, the Alpha six thousand line from Sony, it's not full frame, but has a lot of the same specs that the 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 A7 has, and it's so small, and it has an an actual audio input, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, so there's like a, just a bunch of things that this little camera can do, but what's, it, it, what's the price on that? Um, so the mid-range, the middle one, that's like not the low, not the high. The one I, that's actually when I bought is eight hundred dollars for a body that's and lens. Wow. Yeah, it's actually cheaper than the Canon. 
and so and so that's the thing again remember this is not full frame yeah um but again it does a lot of cool things and when you do shoot um 4k like the video actually gives you a super 35 millimeter sensor range because the sensor again that's another so again again i'm gonna get really technical here but when it comes to a lot of these things people forget that photo cameras aren't video cameras and that to achieve a photograph, the the sensor in the camera is laid out differently than it is in a in a video camera, yeah. an actual like a true dedicated video camera, mm -hmm. and that when you're resolving video on a on a photo sensor, the orientation is a little bit different. So that's a really cool thing is is that you're you have the capability of with this photo sensor and a small camera to resolve a full 35 millimeter sensor, because the photo sensor has become the size of the or the orientation that needs to be. The higher end, the 65,000, which is the only difference between the 65,000 and the 63,000, is that the 65 has image stabilization oh. through the sensor. So the lens could have image stabilization, but this, no matter what lens you put on it, the sensor is going to stabilize. Wow. So that there's no shake or anything like that when you're moving, because the sensor is actually internally stabilized. So the 6300 series has a external audio drive, like. Uh, yeah, it has an uh, has a jack you can plug in a 35 millimeter plug. Um, I use it with a Tascam DR40. Okay. Um, and I have two XLR inputs into there, or I have a sound devices. Um, I think it's DDS sum of eighty or something like that. Yeah. Which is basically it's same. I have I could get three point five output off of there, and I put I get two XLR powered inputs into wow. there, and it's a bypass if I need to bypass out to an external recorder as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you just have to whatever you have, put it to use, and do I'm, great content. Just just to go back to what I was saying about what, what I tell the the students is that there's there's no one hammer for every nail in Hollywood. There are multiple different hammers you could choose from. Um, like I say, I tell people if you're gonna be doing special effects work, yeah, the the red camera, the uh, red Scarlet or the red Epic or the red Monster, I think what they're on now, that's great for special effects work because it gives you every little pixel, so you could shoot I think up to 12k now. Wow. And so it's like what you know, our eyes can't see 12k. There's in a TV that can resolve 12k. Theaters go up to 4k, you know. So like there there isn't projection for something like this yeah but again the idea is that it's never meant to project it's meant to it's meant to give you that detail when you're doing special effects work like when you're working with green screen yeah you get into like in between the fibers of the hair to make sure that you're you know, perfectly keying it out yeah, yeah. that's progress <laughs> but again at the same time when you look at canon or ari like canon is perfect for like um documentary filming because okay. they're, they're they're light contained and they have an amazing color color gamut where ari is Kind of, everyone knows how to use an Ari because they've been with Ari forever. Yeah. And they replicate color almost perfectly. Like, again, everyone says that they're closest to film than anybody else. That's, again, that's all because it's all digital, so you can manipulate it in different ways, and every different camera could do that. But Ari is the closest. I'm putting up air quotes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and then the DSLRs, they have their place too because, again, those are small cameras with great image quality. Yeah. That you could put almost anywhere. Wasn't that the one you had, the DSLR one? Yeah, well, it was yeah. a Canon ADD. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, it, it was a good camera, but like... I think I we used it like once or twice. clear uh, star and planet pictures. I don't know, uh, it just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But then again, like you said, uh, you just have to take whatever it is. It's not just like taking a picture. You, you take it a post and... Uh, do editing and Absolutely. color correction and all this stuff where you... Um... No, I mean, you have, you have the option to shoot like a JPEG and RAW nowadays. And I remember um, a few years ago that it was really hard to edit like Sony RAW. Sony has AWR instead of 
CWR, which is Canon shoots, mm-hmm. and, and like like again, finding so, like Sony was just it was you had to download their codec and go through the entire process, and now it's easy. It's easy. Um, I'm actually using I got I from Humble Bundle. Um, if you're not familiar with Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle is this website where they basically you go there and they bundle things together, and they have three different tiers. They have a pay whatever you want, so you could pay one cent and get that tier. Then they have pay the average, which is basically average out how much people are paying. Okay. And you pay that, and you get the second tier, or you pay over X amount, and then you get everything. And so this. What deal, like you mean like accessory wise with the camera? No, 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 no. no. This, this is this is programs. This is um, software based. So oh, okay. um, they 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 start off doing video games, and so basically they would go to these man, they would go to these publishers and be like, hey, can we do this? And they basically make an agreement. And the idea here is that. When you're buying the software, you get to choose how much money goes where. Oh, okay. So that like, oh, so you want this much to go to the to the publishers and developers, and this much goes to charity. Okay. That's the whole idea is that it's it's always supposed to go to charity. I'm completely new to this. So I'm no, trying no, no, to figure no, out, no. Yeah. And so, and so the, yeah. I mean, again, and uh, I know again, a lot of people are when I when I always bring it up, people are like, oh, and here's the thing, they do more than just games. Yeah. They do um, book series. They do wow. digital um, um, board games. Wow. They do like so. Basically, um, they had one on digital learning, or on it was digital. Now they have one up on it's um, VR. And so, if you like, if you want to learn, so they have a VR package with a VR program, the how to unuse like basically a manual, not a manual, but like a book on the VR and how to program and stuff like that. So, if you want to get into VR, you could pay. I think it's like thirty dollars. And so, basically, anyway, I why I'm bringing this up is. Uh, they had one for an, uh, an editing and video editing software for thirty dollars. It was Power Direct, Power Director. I've always been avid my entire life. Uh, avid, excuse me. I've always been Adobe my entire life. Yeah. And so I've never really, you know, I I I learned on Final Cut. Um, I've used Vegas before. I've downloaded the new Avid Edit Suite, and I've used that before as well. But I've always been Adobe, you know, through and through ever since. Um, I think it's five point. It was five. Uh, I just don't like what they're doing with Creative Cloud right now. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it's it. It's insane because it's like a monthly fee or it's like mm-hmm. a subscription thing. I on that honestly, even if they have the best software, it like pushed me away. Because if you're if you're not constantly like working on it and then you're using it where it's profitable as a student, I don't see how that works. I mean, even as independent, you know, like I mean, they have they have student pricing, which is I think thirty twenty twenty five or thirty dollars a month. For like complete for for the for the entire okay. Creative Cloud suite, um. But I mean, even again, you do that, so that's what three hundred and sixty dollars a year, right? Yeah. Am I doing my math close there? I mean, that's that's still a year. Think about it. And the thing is, the minute you cancel subscription, that's it. You no longer get access to to that that software yeah, it's anymore. Done deal. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, you know, like at the same time, if you're a working editor, yeah. Absolutely, that makes it's sense it, to you. For sure, it's not just like an editing thing. Uh, they have like the special effects. Uh, yeah, Photoshop. They um, have all the um, audition for recording audio. Uh, there, there's a there's a bunch. They have storyboarding. They have Flash. And but even then, so they have the Elements version, right? Which is just like video editing or photo editing. It's kind of watered down a little bit. Okay. Even that's still expensive, in my opinion. You know, it's just like I I I really want to be on Adobe's side here, but I just I can't afford it and yeah. so so this this came up so you get both an, a photo editing and video editing for thirty dollars um and the other thing is um i've been trying to do a lot of mobile things because i've been trying to kind of um explore and go into different places and my my dream is always to be to do a three camera live switch tv show from the forest 
And with technology now, that's that's possible. Yeah. And so I've been trying to kind of downsize and, and make everything more mobile. So like if I want to video edit or photo edit, I don't have to go to my big rig at home and, and, and edit on that. Yeah. I could actually – I've been trying to do it from my uh, service laptop. And I've used, tried to use Adobe. I've tried to use Resolve, DaVinci Resolve. Try to use Avid Edit. It just it wouldn't work on this machine. It just it it just gets bogged down and just like no. And so when I eventually ended, so I tried Powered. I'm like you know who knows maybe this will work. So they the way they proxy and what proxy is basically they take the full version of it and compress it down to something that the computer could handle. Okay. So that I could edit 4K footage on my little Surface tablet or laptop tablet hybrid nice. thing. And it works great. And so I've been doing. And you are uh, basically when you're finished, you could export to, uh, to its uh, initial high quality format. Oh no, yeah. When when you export, basically, just it takes the original and that's what it puts into the, the to the export. It doesn't use the the proxy that you're using. So basically, I could edit 4K footage, no problem, on my little portable tablet, you know. And so and that's something I haven't seen Adobe do. Which is kind of you know upsetting to me a little bit, especially if you're paying money for it. Wasn't Adobe the, like the harder one to edit on, or is it comp? Personally, myself, I used Avid. Well, I made a mistake of buying Avid uh, student version mm -hmm. when I was doing my one on one. The worst thing I could do, like it was, well, it's a professional program. Yeah, like, they, it's like a studio kind of standard. One of the softwares they use for editing, but. Yeah, it was the worst thing I did. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I remember, I remember that because I remember you had codec problems yeah. and like importing and then like MXF, uh, MXF, HD, or something like that. And it's just like, um, so like as as I've gone further in my career and I've talked to editors, I've talked to other DPs, codecs become a really like crucial thing, kind of a problem that people talk with. Because I remember I shot for the longest time on a Canon XF three hundred, which is kind of a in electronic news and gathering camera that like you go out anyway it's like all contained it has a built-in lens that zoom has amazing battery life dual slot um cf card readers that you could record onto i mean it's and it does full 1080 422 i mean again really good picture really good picture yeah and so uh basically the the issue with that is that that recorded onto canon mxf and when i would get up give and, and this is even before we start shooting I talked to the producers, and then I made sure that they let whoever they had editing know that hey, this codec you need you're gonna to need to go to the Canon website and download. They have it for Final Cut. They have it for they had it for Final Cut Seven. They have it for Ten. They have it for Adobe. Um, and it's native to Avid. Okay. And so people, I, I told them that, and I'd get calls from the editor. What the hell did you send me? I can't edit on this. I'm like. <laughs> I'm gonna revert to back the email I sent you four months ago. You know, <laughs> if anyone paid attention. Uh, yeah, people skim emails. It's scary. But is that problem fixed? Like, I use Final Cut 10, and I'm not mm -hmm. a big editor, but I could basically get whatever. Comes out good though. Uh, yeah, especially when you're not doing it. I, <laughs> I, I just see the end result. So yeah. Job. But uh, yeah, uh, is that resolved? Like, do most of the softwares today have that uh, added codec? So. It's, I mean, uh, that, that's the one thing Adobe's always had going for it, is that they've always had updated codecs, is that they're always on it, and they always had everything, they're open to everything. Final Cut 10, it's when, when they first came out, it was problematic, and even now, they're not as open to everything, like, they have some of the major ones supported, but it's still a little bit of a hassle. Um, same thing with Avid. For some of the ones that are not mainstream, you need to go out and find and download and install into your computer to make sure that the pro program could reference it. Um, but more or less, I mean, the thing is, it's it's findable or like anything mainstream is usually going to be there. Nothing like you know, or you're going to have a program that comes with the camera to go and convert it to something that you could use. Okay. Yeah, digital's made everything a lot more easier than going from tape based. <laughs> 
Robert, I'm gonna ask you the biggest question uh what's been going on for it's Battle of the Generations. Are you a Xbox fan or a PS4 fan? Um, it's actually really, really funny. So I used to be diehard P uh, PlayStation. Um, I had the Xbox for a while, and honestly, recently I've 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 gone to the PC Master Race. Okay. Um, because it just it's it's weird. Um, uh, both Xbox and PlayStation. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So for Xbox, anything that comes out on Xbox, I get on the PC. That's just how Microsoft works. Is that they've they've created a like a plat like basically any of the development for the Xbox is basically for the PC, which is great for me because again, you know, I could get it both system both platforms. PlayStation hasn't come out with anything interesting that I really really want. Like the last two exclusives, Spider Man and God of War. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> um, Horizon maybe you know. Um, I, again, I still own the PS4. I bought the Destiny, the original Destiny okay. um, edition, so it's all white. Mm. It's really pretty. Yeah. Um, I sank so much money into both Destiny and also ended up doing Destiny 2. I stopped. I didn't get the new um, Lost Souls expansion because that was another seventy dollars. I'm just like not gonna sink that much more. <laughs> I, again, I got That's lucky. Bad. I got lucky because I ended up um, again on Humble Bundle. I ended up getting the original, the Destiny 2, the base version for like 15 bucks. Oh, nice! So you know, so I ended up saving, and so basically the money I saved on that went to the expansions, and I got the expansions. And a week later, they put a discount on the expansions, and I'm just like, ah, whatever, you know, frustration. <laughs> What's and, with all the downloads they're adding? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean that the thing is again, that's expanding the game. Um, it's gotten a little bit weirder but uh i mean i've, I've been doing what type of game is that this it's like adventure or uh so it's it's an it's a massively massively online mmorpg massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Well, it's not role-playing role-playing um but it's like a first-person shooter it's, it's like it's, counter-strike kind of uh halo is is a better okay. uh, because it's, it's from see. the actual the people who made halo i see um basically left uh microsoft and went to activision slash blizzard now because they got bought up and that they're yeah. they're making um destiny i think that was my last game i played on the P uh pc actually mm -hmm. it was the counter strike right? it was a fun which game which one because oh, uh, <laughs> there's like 800 versions are you now. serious yeah. it was like years ago remember those so, so probably those, uh they had those cafes where you would yeah, like rent they, it out they, they, and they, they still have them are you serious yeah, i was oh, there wow. like two weeks three weeks ago now it's, I mean, I mean, it was fun though. Yeah, it was oh. really fun, man. But I was not that good. Like I kept getting sniped. Oh well, I mean that's always a problem. I hate, I hate how sniper physics or how sniping works in video games. Oh my, it's campers. so unreal. I don't like campers. You know the thing is, I, I I'll deal with campers because campers at least it's 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 closer to the reality yeah. of what sniping is. Yeah. I hate when people are walking around these huge snipers sniping people when they're walking. I'm like, <laughs> no, you, your arm would be broken. Yeah, this there's, there's not possible. Yeah. And so you know, and so it's like basically like snipers become this op. I mean, I've uh, recently I've been playing uh, the new beta for Battlefield. Um, came out and that looked interesting actually. So I mean, the thing is, is that I've I've been with Battlefield since the beginning, since Battlefield 1942. Um, that was one of my favorite games because that like literally encompassed war. Like you've like there were multiple different. It's like classes. a different kind of take on like a Call of, Call of Duty game. I, the thing is, the original, yeah, I totally agree with you because you had vehicles that actually made. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the biggest thing was conquest, and basically there were different points on a huge map that you had to obtain and hold until the other person's um, uh, troop counter counted down, and that just doesn't exist anymore. Because now, even even in these battlefield games, yeah, the, the really cool thing about the original one, you launch from like an aircraft carrier and to go take an island, and so you could either take like a plane or you could take a boat to get there. 
and then like you know you could spawn on the island and then like you know the different resources would become available to you now it's just like just go you know like it, it, it's it's again it's it's more into that call of duty kind of killing yeah. people excuse me as opposed to where before it was kind of like a little bit more strategic yeah i see um i tried the, i tried the beta i played it for a bit and i realized it's the same thing nothing new unfortunately so yeah i and i was gonna say so instead of playstation or xbox to answer your original question switch like that nintendo switch okay that that has been my favorite I've never even heard of it really so it's 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 been two years and it's been out for two years now um it's a new nintendo console so it's, it's again that's the really cool thing is it's a console that you could take and make portable oh so there's they have this dock where you basically could put it down and then take the controls off of it and then you're able to play them play play it on the big screen and then you you could take you could put um the controls back in take it out it's like a portable handheld wow and again the games are amazing i don't know if you're familiar with zelda at all yeah um, i've I've never played but i've i've, I've yeah. seen and heard of it yeah. um breath of the wild is amazing like I'm like I I when I checked I put 90 hours into that game. <laughs> yeah, I was like holy crap, that's a lot of hours. Like I mean, wow. you know, and so and that, that's not even including the expansions that came out after it. And it, I I'm not 100% on uh, completion of the game either. So, I mean, and but it just the world's beautiful. I played Mario Odyssey, which is another game that came out on it. Is that the uh is it it's not the race one, right? No, like no, 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 that, oh, that's okay. Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Odyssey is it's kind of like a cross between um mario galaxy which is was kind of like a 3d platformer in mario 64 kind of like the old you know um i hated it everyone else i've talked to loved the game <laughs> um but i just i just felt it was like just repeating the same thing over and over yeah. and over again um so yeah i mean and, and i just i even even when i got the ps4 initially um a few years ago um i always found myself wanting the games on the nintendo wii u yeah but the wii u was just like a dead console because it just it failed to launch and uh so it kind of it kind of sucked and so i'm glad that they're releasing a lot of the games that came out on that console onto the switch oh wow you know and again it's just it's again it, it's it's fun because i can't devote and it's something we were talking before the show started like i can't devote three hours to sit that's that's the, the that's, bad part uh, I'm a, that's my problem because i actually had a ps4 and mm-hmm. we sold it because we're like we're not being productive. Like I'm not sitting and write. I should be sitting and writing and mm-hmm. doing all this yeah, stuff. Playing games for like so six hours. We yeah. got to the point where like you know what? After all these years, let's go buy a DVD player and just sell the PS4 because we were using it as a Blu-ray right, right, player right. and obviously playing. But now after uh, this uh, Red Dead uh, Redemption 2, um, I actually pre-ordered the game and I'm thinking of buying a PS4 for that game. What's well, the question? When did you pre-order Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, maybe. Last month? Do you you know when the game was announced? Uh, maybe last year. (laughs) Two years ago. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, Red Dead Redemption was actually announced on October twentieth, twenty sixteen. That's when the first trailer came out for it. So that that was again almost two years ago. Um, and so it's interesting that so basically when it first came out, it was supposed to come out fall of twenty seventeen. And so as we know that this podcast is being filmed in 2018 yeah <laughs> that fall of 2018 it hasn't happened yet and so then after that came out they're like in at, at during fall or spring of 2018 and it got pushed again um rockstar is kind of known for doing this a little bit um they're trying to what, just work kinks out or uh maybe i mean again no one really knows um it's really it's a really ambitious game um i don't know again how much you guys have really looked into it um, well, recently I've been watching uh, so many uh, features that you could actually do in the game. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of crazy stuff like that. It's basically free for all. It's gonna let you kind of uh, bend the storyline, and uh, it depends on like what decision you make, and that'll alter the whole thing. They did add a bunch of features, but I remember glimpsing through a article, uh, and it was talking about like how uh, Rockstar did a whole uh, pitching of it for like two hours, and all they talked about was that horse simulator where. In this new game, uh, you're basically, uh, you have a whole bonding thing with the horse, and uh, it allows you to connect more and, like, just get more out of the whole uh, simulation. Instead of in the previous version, you would basically call the horse and it would just appear there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you had to, uh, in the original, you had to, you had to break the, or not, so not the original, the second one, because uh, there was Red Dead, Redolv- Red, Red Dead Revolver, which was the original one, okay. and then the sequel to that, which was Red Dead Redemption. And then that's why you have Red Dead Redemption 2. So in your original Red Dead Redemption, you have to break the horse. And, yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of a bonding yeah. um, to get it to go faster, as fast as it could. You have to kind of, you know, treat it right and stuff like that. But, and, like, even then, like, a wild horse, you have to, like, mount and, you know, calm him down and then ride for a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and so this this came out last month in a trailer on August 9th, talking about basically getting the world, the world and how you deal with it and how to interact with it. Um, this is something that Rockstar has been doing since Grand Theft Auto 4, yeah. as they've always been talking about an immersive, responding world. And so in the example they used for Grand Theft Auto 4, which, again, uh, Nico Bellic was the protagonist, happened in um, uh, Liberty City, which is an al- al- algamation of New York City. I actually liked that one a lot. It was it was really good. Yeah. And so, um, basically, the, the way they they showed that is like Nico was going, th- I think, to his car at the back of a f- fast food place, and one of the workers were there, and they reacted to him and basically made a comment about what he was doing or wearing and stuff like that. And so that was kind of like the first bit of immersion, and they did like a time lapse of how people would go and do things so that. Again, the world felt real. Um, they took that even a step further with Grand Theft Auto V, again, which happened in Los Santos, an amalgamation of Los Angeles, which they got really close. I'm, I'm getting Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Big I, time. Again, a game I bought three times. I don't know about you guys, but so I buy for the I bought for the PS3. Played, finished it through the PS3. Played yeah. online with friends. It was fun. Yeah. Then they announced for the next gen, improved graphics. I'm like, son of a. Okay. <laughs> Feel free to cuss. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and so I mean, and that's the thing is that um, it looked, it did like the the visual yeah. improvements were there. Definitely. Oh yeah, it was a big change. And then they came out with the PC version, and I'm like, okay. And so on a Steam sale, I ended up buying it. So I didn't buy it full price, but I think I love the PC version the best. Oh. Just because. But isn't it harder to play on PC? Like I feel like I use a I use an Xbox controller. Well, you could hook oh. up a controller. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I haven't played PC games in like years. Again, so so years, that that's yeah. the, that's the thing with with Xbox does anything that's made for an Xbox or Xbox One S or one whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Um, you could use on a play on a PlayStation on a PC. PC, nice. Yeah, so like the all the controls are compatible. In I mean, some even the Bluetooth. If you ever Bluetooth yeah. on your computer, you can use it. Um, or if you could just plug it in through the USB, nice. no problem. Yeah, it's great. And like the my thing is, uh, I never really got to well, got comfortable holding the Xbox controller. It uh, just always felt I don't know awkward. Maybe I was used to the PS4 controller for all yeah. those years. Just hold and today, like when I sometimes play like FIFA or something. Mm-hmm. My friends, uh, it's like it feels awkward. I don't know, just holding the Xbox the, controller. The PS, the PlayStation one, I think is just a little bit more convenient, but like the button kind of placement and everything is pretty much the same. Like it, 
like I remember when I was playing uh, UFC on uh, Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, like ev- everything was the same. Just the control feels a little bit different, but like the button, everything is yeah. the same. So. I mean, they have like they both now have L and R sticks. Yeah, L and R. Like before, it was only um, L and R for um, the or, or Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like they both have like L one R one L one exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and even like again, you have A B C or no, it's not A B C. It's um A A Y X. Yeah, yeah, something like B, that. And then the, the PlayStation is the triangle, triangle square. square circle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the directional pad. Again, the thumbsticks are placed differently. Yeah, it's a little bit. But I mean, awkward. I don't know. I feel like it's a little awkward for the Xbox. Too. I don't know. I, you get used to it, honestly. Yeah. I mean. What's really weird is sometimes going from Xbox um, PlayStation um, to PC and then PC to Nintendo because Nintendo they have the same button layout. Yeah. But their like their B does something different. Wow. You know, and so yeah, and but again, so that that's again world building. I mean, if if you walk down the streets of Los Santos in GTA Five, you really like you really felt. Like you were in Los Angeles, hundred percent. Like the yeah. the Hollywood area, just yeah. walking the street where the the Chinese theater is mm-hmm. and everything. It was just, but you, the seat when you said you bought the game twice, like we mm-hmm. bought the game once, but the end game purchases, like I I might have spent oh, like yeah. two hundred, three hundred dollars. <laughs> all, all those shark cards. Oh man, <laughs> like I bought one. a yacht. I bought like <laughs> all those stuff, man. I'm like at the end, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my friend Jason, he actually farmed all that. He got made because there, there's like ways you could farm the money in the game and he ended up doing that um i mean again they ended up patching some of those things out every time yeah. they found out about it but he was quick on it and so he they, he uh he was quick to it came up but yeah so um but i mean he i i, I know that he stopped playing it on the ps3 he never because he, he has a ps4 yeah but i don't think he ever bought it for the ps4 because i mean i hate how now you have to have an online subscription to access yeah, yeah you do yeah like that that's like the biggest turn off for any console um, at least with like, I think it's the same price for both, right? For Xbox and it's like a hundred or something. Uh, the thing is, I never buy things yearly. I was trying, mm-hmm. I do every, like all my subscriptions are monthly. Oh, but you could do monthly. I don't know. But yeah, you can. But like, I remember when we sold our PS4, uh, and I canceled the su- subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually called and got a refund for the difference. Oh yeah, well there you well, go. Well, they're gonna prorate, I guess, whatever months you have left or. Of course, but like. Uh, it wasn't a lost like. Well, they case. they also don't have to do that either. You yeah. know that that's again that's the other issues that like for, like I'm talking about like like Hulu and stuff like that. Like you buy a year, it's like oh no, you have it. That's too bad. You know. And what what's their pricing on like Hulu's pricing? Um, for I for a month I pay I think it's it's I think between twelve and fifteen dollars. Okay. And that's because I also pay for the extra no ad because I can't do ads. There's no way, and so um. Uh, it's it's about fifteen bucks for the like the no ads. And you can they have even more ads. But what's the I mean, what's the difference from like besides I know they have original shows, but what's the difference between Hulu or Amazon? Like I've never watched anything on Hulu. That's why I, I have Amazon. They have and incredible Netflix. shows right now. That, like I've been seeing a lot of uh, new original content. On so I mean, Hulu. the really cool thing about Hulu is that's a partnership between Fox, NBC, ABC, and. I think there's one more but basically you get a lot of the tv shows that come out on these networks yeah you could watch them that night or even the day uh like, oh kind of like on demand pretty yeah. much. yeah and so basically like if you don't have a cable subscription or a tv subscription you could watch oh, you them could watch it like yeah that. um and so they have a lot of shows they have a lot of partnerships a lot of anime too 
Um, it's interesting that we bring that up. I've actually just started watching, uh, and you said Amazon. Yeah. Um, Jack Ryan. Ha- oh, that started already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta start watching that, man. That, that looked really good. I'm six episodes deep. Which Is one? it good? Uh, what, what's the whole uh, so simple it's, plot? So it's, it's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Okay, okay. With uh, John John Kaczynski. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, they're, they're like, Marketing. pushing it. Yeah, and, like, he, he was just, um, John Kaczynski was recently on Conan. Because it, it just, it just started. Yeah, yeah. Um and so, but is it good? Like, is it's it re- so. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like, it's good. It's good. I definitely like. I definitely highly recommend it. But it's definitely not what I was expecting either. Um, you mean from the trailers? Yeah. And so the thing is, like, when you when you watch the trailer, you think that all happens in the first episode. No, that is the series. That is a trailer for the entire series. No so, way. Not just the first episode. It's kind of like uh, how I met your mother. You yeah. go on series after series until oh. you uh, kind of. That was a good series, though. Yeah. No. De- definitely. Definitely a good series. And so the. Same thing with this. Like you're expecting. Okay, so that's that's his first mission. All right. So what? No, 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 no. That like that is the entire series right now. And so again, I, I haven't got to the end, so I can't tell you how I feel about the entire thing. But like the this first six episodes, the first three, I just kind of the first two, I sat through just to just to watch it. Okay. And then after the third one, I'm like, okay, now you know I'm hooked a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, this this is good. I mean, I, I, have, I have to finish it. Yeah. And it's it's um John Kaczynski. He plays. It really well his supporting cast around him it's it so there's also sex in just about every episode um some people sex compare, sells yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but the thing is i was expecting it oh I like see. like like full half nude like you know and so it was, it was again it, it it definitely feels like an hbo show HBO okay. showtime show yeah um because i mean there's cursing there's profanity there's nudity and stuff like that and so it's definitely again it, it's, it's really interesting and so I wasn't expecting that. There's also different points of view. Um, so I mean, like the the brief overview is a CIA agent finds out about a terrorist mastermind that's linked that's like on the line of Osama bin Laden yeah. planning something, and he's mm-hmm. tracking it, and so basically brings that to the attention of the boss. They go try to capture him. They end, they end up capturing him, but he gets away, and so then becomes this like kind of dueling between him, okay. try, you know, trying to find him and, and bring him in. And the thing is, you get multiple different storylines. So like we start off the series, the first scene is the terrorist mastermind when he was young and like how that happened. And so we, we then we they build a relationship between him and his brother through the entire series, through flashbacks and through like actual things. So that it's happened. just giving you background on everybody. And, much. and and then randomly we get sent to a um a drone drone control site in Nevada. And we get that backstory on the drone operator, and that ties in. And it's like you're like, holy crap, why am I seeing this? Because that like that, when I saw that, that totally threw me out. I'm like, what is going on here? And then it ties in later, and you're like, holy crap. Now I understand. You know, and I'm not even spoiling anything, but like at the same time, it's like you're looking at that like, whoa, and it's like it's good. That kind of reminds me of a little bit of uh, Westworld, a little bit. Mm-hmm. It had some moments there in that one too. Like you would really have to pay attention and catch things, and then you would because it brings it back. Yeah. Well, that was the most recent. Uh, was the third season or second? I think. Second, second season. Yeah, second I didn't season. get to watch it, but like it was really. It was good. one of those things where he said it has too many flashbacks, and like I have to it's sit not, and. See, when you watch the first one, you kind of get a concept and idea of how it is. Uh, the second one, so knowing that, I, like I was more aware of it, and then uh, when it got to like halfway through in the end. Wow, like it was, it's really amazing show. It's really amazing. And like you really, it makes you really think like, okay, what happened here? Wow. Okay, I can't say too much. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for for Jack Ryan, 
you start to sympathize with people that you have moral conflicts with. And that's if a show could do that to you, I feel that that's really strong. No, of course. Because it, it, it shows the plight of the Syrian refugees in Turkey. It shows like that, that entire how the whole like the, the conflict between the, the, the Syrian belief or the Muslim belief and how that's reflected on onto American culture and stuff like that. It's it's again, it's it's not just I mean, it, there's a bunch of action in it too. Don't get me wrong, but there is blood, guts and gore. Like that's definitely there. If it's Tom Clancy, it's gotta be. I, I was gonna yeah, say and that's the other thing. Like I remember be. being a younger I don't know about you two, but when I was younger, you put Tom Clancy on something, I was that's there. It, yeah. Like Splinter Cell, um Metal uh, Gear Solid, uh Oh wait, Splinter Cell was, no, was, was that no? Mm, that that was uh Hideo Kojima. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I think man. I think Splinter Cell's that that's something like the same thing it, where it's, it's like the similar, spies right? with the, yeah, the, the yeah. Okay. That's why I'm excited. Um, okay. End War was another good one. Um, Rogue Six, not Rogue, um, Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that one. I remember that from uh, was it Nintendo 64 or? Mm, no, I think was it was, it? It was, it was think PlayStation. Was oh, yeah? PlayStation or yeah. Xbox, yeah. I played one the original Rainbow consoles, Six. I think I played. Yeah. yeah, I played that. It was, it was it was pretty cool. Even though I around that time I I I think like uh, Call of Duty was a little bit better. Around that time, I think. No, I mean, I what I really liked about Rainbow Six and it was Rainbow Six Vegas was it was it was like a group of four on four. It was tactical, yeah, which was always fun. So it was it, was, it wasn't as quick paced and again something more like Counter Strike, but even Counter Strike became quicker and quicker as it went along. Yeah, this was like you had like siege and you would like cl- like repel down and nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, say, have you guys ever watched the show Silicon Valley? Oh, I love yeah. that show. Yeah, that show is amazing too, man. That, it's That's... a hilarious show. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I watched this season without T.J. Miller, but I've seen the rest. I don't think I. The thing is, um, I don't think I finished it, which is, which is that surprise. Like, I know I got as far as them getting. I know they're in their new office, and they already merged the two companies that they like absorbed. There's the new season, right? Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I got. But oh, so so. It's good, right? So good. No, it's a, I, I've so seen good. um Tom Middleditch, I think that was his name, the main main actor. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw him at UCB actually. He was doing uh one of the shows they have, Ascat. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, oh, like it was like an improv show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, they're hilarious. But yeah, he was one of the ones over there, which was really fun to watch. But like uh T J Miller, speaking of him, so a uh, while back when I used to do like background work, uh we I I was a soldier in Cloverfield. I'm not oh, sure if you, yeah, you remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, and then um, uh, he was one of the main actors in that movie. It was like a mall scene we did, and like he was a funny dude. And then so I used to at that time I used to sell tires at Just Tires, and uh, I watched. Uh, so he came in once, and but that time he like nobody knew who he was. Like I feel like he wasn't as popular. Right. And then I tell him like, oh, you're filming Chlorophyll, right? He's like, oh, he's like, how do you know? You know, because it's still going on. I'm like, yeah, I was one of the background actors, and then yeah, and then he he kept coming there, like so he, I, I think we fixed his tire, and then he came up, came and bought some wheels, like he, he seemed like a really cool guy though, like the, yeah. the stuff you hear now, like I don't know what's going on. Oh, drugs, it's hundred yeah. percent drugs. That's, that's but like he was very, he's very like a funny and a really yeah. good dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes the pressure of uh, ce- celebrityism 
or stardom, whatever you want to call it. It catches up with you. It definitely and, crushes you, definitely. If, if, you, if you don't have people uh, if you have people only around you saying yes, yes, yes to everything and don't have people to ground you, definitely catches up and crushes you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know what? There is one game that I would love to see a remake on uh, is Driver, and that was on the original PlayStation. Oh, I remember that game. Well, they, they did have a, a more modern version. Okay. Did they make, like, two of them, I think? or Yeah, there, there's two, a couple. Right? I, I think it was the third one. Uh, that came out that was that you could actually like, get out of the car and they had like bullet time like you could slow down oh yeah yeah it was all right the cars handled like hot garbage that that was the biggest problem like for a game that's like takes the fun around, out of it yeah, yeah. centered around driving because mm-hmm. um, like every car did handle a little bit differently but it was just it was all just really clunky yeah, and so I was just like it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, I'm not sure if you played the mafia game. Which one? Uh, was it the first one? Where you... Yeah, no, the, the first one was hot garbage. The car driving, like when you go go across the bridge to go to the other part of town, like oh it my. Was like, uh, but the reason so... the the ones the different ones that came up afterwards, it was actually pretty fine. Uh, well, number, car... number number two was still yeah, it was better yeah, yeah. but it was still the overall fun. part. The game was fun, like yeah. the the just killing the other people, <laughs> like it it was legit the fun. Was like but just the driving cool. part was annoying. Have, like, have that you part played the third one. I'm trying to remember. Do we uh, do we get that? I, I, I think we did. It was it was the one with the African uh, African American soldier. Yes. Oh yeah, we did. We finished that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did, what did you think of that? I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I. I love the um, advertising for it. Yeah, uh, actually, definitely, definitely. I actually got to go to E3 when that game was announced, and actually go into like the, the part of Louisiana that was there. Oh wow! wow. Um, and it was really good. another cool thing they did was because um, uh, E3 for those who don't know is Electronic Arts Expo that happens yeah. every year around July or June. Is that like meant for the uh, like the gaming industry and? Yeah, so, so basically that's where the, the um, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, Ubisoft, um, uh, Bethesda, they have conferences at the various theaters around the area. Okay. And basically, they that's when they announce the new games and what's coming up and stuff like that. What else? I mean, and then at the actual convention center, you have basically like booths and displays for like all these different games and publishers and stuff like that. And so. 2K, 2K Check, and um, I want to say I don't think it's Ubisoft, but uh, whoever the the district, they had a they had a booth there. Yeah. It was in like Louisiana. You could go there, get your palm red. <laughs> um, they had uh, people, and so um, anyways, uh, so there's a hallway from the one concourse or the one hall to another, and during I remember because I was doing video coverage for it, and we were walking from one to the other. All of a sudden, you just hear this big like Louisiana style band coming. Literally, they had maybe forty people. This was know, for Mafia. For, for Mafia Three. Wow. Totally dressed up and like, cause it, it, again, this how it happens in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Again, an amalgamation of Louisiana, and so it's like you know, um, New Orleans and stuff like that. And so the, you had this entire thing coming towards you, you know, music playing. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, like classic sound, um, all in costume, kind of like gestures, and then you realize towards the end they were they're all carrying a. A casket, a big white casket, and it's supposed to be like a funeral for one of the members in, in the in the video game. Wow! They're kind of, you know, you already know you're Whoa. gonna kill. And it was literally just a huge crowd walking. That's really you know, that's amazing. That's the introduction. But, 100%. Yeah. But again, think about it. This is all just for industrial pe- industrial people. So they're just basically showing off the game to other people. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have again a lot of people 
Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the YouTube personality uh, Matt Pat. Um, no. Matt, he does the game theorist, uh, game theorist, and now video uh, movie theorist, where he basically goes and takes a video game and kind of like proves or like checks the physics or checks like the realism in the game. Okay. Um, and so he was someone I was following at the time, and I'm just walking because I did coverage for IGN, and right next to their booth, he was doing an interview with somebody. And I'm like, whoa. And this is a YouTube celebrity, someone that you know, he's and he's like right there, like holy crap! It was just, it was like a really weird feeling for E3. Um, but yeah, no, like, Mafia's the third one was really good. The ending, it was alright. I don't, I don't think because you end up having to choose in the end. Yeah, yeah. I won't say between one or one or something like that, but the thing, it was, it was obvious that you had to. But like at the same time, like neither of them felt satisfying. I'm trying to remember what what was what was the choices? I forgot already. Like to kill somebody I think in there. Um, no, so 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 the spoiler alert is um you kill everybody and you just end the mafia reign in yeah. in uh, New Bordeaux. Yeah. Or you take over as a new head boss cuz you ended up killing the old one. Yeah. I, I think we probably what, took over. We probably took over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Like I <laughs> Like it's not I, it was I was either t- no, it was take over. No, I'm sorry. It was take over or leave to California. That was the choice. That's what it was. Kind of, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I took over. Yeah, think. same thing. I was like, I mean, if you, I mean, and then your priest friend ends up hating you, and then you know that's kind of it. There's always a priest friend. And that's, <laughs> well, that's that's why I loved. I loved how they told the story in this game. Yeah. Um, it was like unique. I haven't really seen like anything like told through, um, court hearings of a person who's helping you out. He's called to court because he survived. And he's basically kind of telling the story as they go through everything. It's incredible. I know, like the amount of like uh, development and uh, storylines they have everything. in games today is it's ridiculous. It's incredible what they well, do. Well, it's like uh, it's like pretty much like a movie, man. Like it it makes really good money too. It's not like it's just a regular thing. It's huge. Oh, I mean, I, and and that's the, kind of the excitement behind Red Dead Redemption too, isn't it? Right. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, one thing. Uh, it's what they're advertising is, uh, and this is what I really love about mm-hmm. it, is actions have consequences. So the storyline is like, you kind of, what you decide to do is going to... Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's fate. like the, their mantra for the game, probably. It, and that's what it is, basically. You, and uh, what the expansions that Rockstar will do uh, from for the years to come or whatever, like they did to Grand Theft Auto, is I feel like that game is going to be like, it, I just love the aspect of having this reality where so much is possible, like Ready Player One, for example. And I, I mean, so I think the interesting thing is we never got an expansion to GTA V. Everything that came out was for the online component, so we never progressed the story for GTA V, which a lot of people were upset about because they did for four. You had Ballad of Gay Tony, and you had um, oh, hell, not, it's the Hell's Angels version. Oh, uh, the Lost Angels. Yeah, the the Lost, lost or, yeah, something like yeah. Yeah. Lost Angels. And so you're right though; those are all online packs. It yeah, wasn't... there was no actual like story for GTA Five. Um, which I mean, I... do you feel like they're doing that because uh, there's so many more people just playing online? Yeah, no, I mean, the, again, that's the idea. Isn't, isn't like that... the that's their most successful game though they have, isn't it? Like it made the most money. I, I mean, they really, they really don't have any other games. Like that's that's like, like Rocks Rockstar has always been Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like ever since the beginning, I mean, GT like the original GTA, got him GTA Two, and GTA Two was my like that that was my first Grand Theft Auto game. I remember just playing the demo to death over and over and over again, and then bootlegging the original or the GTA Two. Um, was that the? I remember. Was it the original we played? It was an eagle eye view, like where you saw the cars. Both, both one and two were okay. eagle eye. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, one was more vivid, and during like during the day and stuff like that. Two always took place during the night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Find finding a a so whoa, this really upset me. Um, this happened six years ago now, seven years ago. Rockstar released all their like computer games for free, like their pre GTA three game. So Rocket Commander, um, GTA one and two, and something else. Basically, you can just go there and download it. And just have it for free. Wow. They've taken down that website since then. So it's like now you can't find GTA 2 online anymore. It's like it vanished. I don't know what happened. Um, because they want you to get probably just a newer version. I mean, it's, but the thing is, like, people are... I mean, if, they, if really they want it, they'll find a way, which is, I think, the most irritating part of it. Like, I have the PS1 version of GTA 2. Like, the disc. I saw the physical disc. Um, but playing that has become more problematic. Um, I just... It's, I don't know, like, but I, again, so I mean, I, I, that's why I'm curious because when you, um, the most recent trailer for Red Dead Redemption, you, like, when you walk up to somebody, you have, like, three things. You could, you could say hi to them, or if you see something, how you could apologize. Like, that's good. I just wonder how doing that, how many times before it gets too boring. Yeah. Cause I, cause, and, and, um, the illusion of choice and consequence. I think the, I don't know if you guys ever played Mass Effect. No. No. So Mass Effect is a sci-fi game that takes place after humans have gone to uh, to space and realize we're the last civilized or sentient race to end up going. Th- There's already four or five different races that are already in space. And we find this warp gate that takes us to the, the center of the galaxy called the Citadel. And that's where all these races are like congregating. And we realize that, that the Citadel was there before all the other races. Like None of the races built it. It's always been there. And the climax of the first game, you realize that there's a sentient or this, um, not sentient, uh, well, sentient robot force that lives on the outskirts of space that basically comes in and harvests all the living species, all the like um, Uh, cognitive species (laughs) every X amount of years. And that these gates and the citadel are how they get there. And see, you as the main character, Shepard, need to figure out how to stop it because you start having these visions of them coming and harvesting and stuff like that. Wow, that sounds really good. And again, oh, it's is it a fun game? One, though, like two, graphic three, stuff? three of them. So here's they. I think they came out with HD versions of the first two, um, but all three of them amazing. I like the third one got a lot of criticism because of how it ended. I still enjoyed the game, and so that one. The really cool thing is, so towards towards the final battle or in the final battle, when one of the one of the um, Reapers are coming in. Yeah. Basically, you have to choose like what to do and like you could choose to kill the council or you can have them survive and that plays out in the second game if you kill the council the council is no longer there they have to come up with a new council (laughs) if you save the council the council's still there in the second game that's crazy though that that makes it really fun like that i mean and the cool thing is like there were little things you would do in the first one that would show up in the second one and then in the third one i feel like uh red dead redemption is kind of going to be like where how westworld is you're eventually going to get trigger happy and start like, shooting and killing Everybody. people in the game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, Robert, what do you have going on right now? Like, what are you working on? And Besides, of course, you said you're doing a lot of photography now right. and building a portfolio. Um, the biggest thing is um, I'm trying to get some content onto my YouTube channel, some kind of vlogging, kind of, you know, totally random stuff. And what's the name of your YouTube channel? Um, you can just look me up. Uh, I mean, Robert Reber. I'm okay. the only one that should pop up. Um, uh, either that or Reaver Twenty One. Um, that's usually my that's my handle on Reaver Twenty One is my handle on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Nice. So I mean, if you look me up, 
it's all there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm working odd jobs. Okay. Um, just to just to make rent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert Reaver. Thank you, and, Robert. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, I just want to mention uh, to all our listeners, please subscribe and uh, leave comments, even if it's negative. I want to hear what you got to say. If you got a good joke, leave that too. Or if any subject that you think we should talk about, definitely. Yeah. Our IG actually has an email contact you could click on. And a couple of platforms to catch us on. Uh, Anchor, number one. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Actually, SoundCloud as well. So uh, just check it out. Uh, like us, follow us, subscribe. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me, guys.